Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to a January 9th, 2024 edition of the Sports Ethos NBA Today podcast. Normally, I will be on with a Toronto Raptors fan, but unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it today. But we're going to reunite for the first time um, next week, next Monday. So I'm doing this solo on this five-game slate after... A Clippers win off of a back-to-back where the Suns actually pulled a lot of their players. So I'm actually doing this podcast pretty happy. So before we get into it, the big news of the day is um, John Morant will be out for the season. And the Ja versus Luka matchup that was going to happen tomorrow just got a little bit less exciting. Uh, hopefully he recovers from this um, soldier surgery pretty well, and then we will see him again next season. But we're just going to attack the value that we get in this Dallas matchup. Starting with the point guard position, we're going to go with the cheap play first, and that's going to be Jacob Gilliard at 3K. Especially with the news of Ja being out, he should see anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, maybe even more than that if the game get out of hand. And at 3K, even though his usage is the highest, he definitely has the ability to give you a few stocks, get you a couple of assists, and every now and then he might hit a three-pointer or two. Uh, for the mid-tier option, there's a few routes you can go. Um, I'm going to go more of a GPP play, and this is, is going to be in the Toronto versus Lakers matchup. And I'm going to go with the little revenge game with Dennis Stroder. Um Arguably, it was probably one of the best things the Laker had going into last playoffs. And right now, he's actually been doing pretty good since um the trade um when they got R.J. Barrett and um man, quickly. Um, his minutes are still there, but he's coming off more as a bench player. So the rotation could be a little shaky, could be a little spotty, but I do feel like the spread in this game is a bit too low. And I actually do have um, Toronto actually um, coming off with the upset in this game. Um, so for 5-8, definitely going to take a chance on him. Hopefully he can actually get his three-pointer to fall because the Lakers have been great, um, honestly, throughout the whole season and allowing other players to hit three-pointers on their team. Now going for the spend-up. Again, it's a five-game slate, so this might be more of a GP. This might be more of a um, cash game play instead of a GPP play. But I'm gonna go with um, Jalen Brunson for nine-one. 
against the Trailblazers. Again, not the greatest point total, and this game could get out of hand, but I do feel like out of all the plays that are available and that questionable, since we don't know if Luka's going to suit up tomorrow night, I feel like Brunson will probably be the safest route to go and should net you at least 40 DraftKings points. Again, it's a five-game slate, so if you're playing cash games, this is something you would want somebody who can get you an automatic 40 and still give you a little bit of salary. Um, So for my spend-up, I'm going to go with that, but I really don't see myself going there in GPPs at all. Moving on to the two-guard position, um, again, this is more of a cash game play for my spend-up, and that's going to be Desmond Bain. I really do feel like his ownerships should be anywhere from 20 to 30%, maybe even higher when you get into cash games, but it's understandable. You have a Dallas game, which could be without Luka. That is probably going to be one of the rare wins that Memphis is going to be able to get <laughs> for the rest of the season. And if he's still giving you anywhere from 35 to 40 minutes, even if his shot not falling um, over the season, he, he made a miraculous increase in his playmaking ability. And his rebounds actually got a little bit better throughout the year. I knew I used to attack this in player props. Used to always love going under 4.5 Desmond Bain rebound because his rebound rate um, before December was lower than about 13% on um, defensive rebounds. So it was like, I, I loved attacking it every single slate, but lately he's been getting a little bit more boards and his assist rate is probably higher than job this season after dropping um 13 against the Lakers a couple nights ago. But against the Mavericks, I, I really don't see Etsum being on him. Um, so if Etsum not guarding him, he should be able to get a good amount of three-pointer opportunities. And if he can knock three or four of them down, he should finish the game where anywhere from 28 points, five assists, possibly five rebounds in the stock. I do feel like that's a safe cash game play. Going into the mid-tier, this is where I'm going to be focusing more on a GPP route. And I'm going to go back to this um, New York Dick game, Portland versus New York. And I'm going to take Michael Brogman. Um, a lot of people will be staying away from him due to inconsistent minutes and the potential of a blowout. But I can see many avenues where this game can actually stay close and competitive. And if Brockton could lock in 30 minutes, the Knicks actually been giving up a good amount of three-pointers. So Brockton should be able to get two or three of those. And his assist rate is probably the highest on the team. So if you could get Brogdon at 6'3", and he's able to get you two three-pointers, possibly... 17 points, eight assists, and a couple of stocks. That could be something that can give you the edge on a five-game slate in a GPP. Going with my cheapy play, again, I'm probably going to be taking a few pieces from this Toronto side. And again, I'm going to be taking a chance on Gary Trent Jr. The Lakers are notorious at giving up three-pointers, as I mentioned earlier. And Gary Trent Jr., Eh, used to be known as a 3D player, but now he's more solidified as just a three-point shooter who plays defense every now and then. 
And when you're playing the Lakers, defense don't really need to be played. This game should get out of hand, and he should be able to get you seven three-pointer attempts. The question is, are they going to go in? If he's able to get you 15 points off of threes, that should be enough to help you in both cash and GPPs at 4-4. Going to the small forward positions, I'm going back to this Laker game. I, I know I really do sound like a Clipper fan right now, just attacking um, these Lakers with players. But for my spend up at 8-7, this is somebody I would use in GPP and cash. That would be Scotty Barnes. Um, throughout the season, he showed that last year was just a sophomore slump. His rebound rating is tied with um, Pascal Siakam this year. His assist rate is tied with Dennis Stroder this year. He He's really showing that he is a complete player who still has the ability to get you a couple stocks. And even though he's not the greatest three-point shooter, he's somebody who would be willing to take these three-pointer attempts. And again, the Lakers, they allow teams to shoot three-pointers on them. So in a situation like this, I really do feel like Scotty Barnes could finish the night close to 50 drafting points at 8-7 on a five-game slate. And again, his floor is pretty safe too at around 30 DraftKings points. So for cash or GPP, I feel like Scotty Barnes is somebody who's going to have decent ownerships and for the right reasons. Going into my mid-tier play at the small forward position, I don't have <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith in picking anybody from this team, but Sometimes you need to take a couple shots on the players who don't really look the prettiest or in the prettiest matchups. And that's going to be spinning 6-7 on Bogdan Bondanovic against the Sacramento Kings. Again, I hate playing Detroit players, but with Cade Cunningham out the game, that should actually increase the shot volume. And on a five-game slate, there's not too many routes you can go. So for 6-7, I feel like even in cash, I could play him. So I'm going to take him just for the shot volume. I don't know if they're going to go in, but he should get you anywhere from 17 to 22 field goal attempts in this game. Now, going for my cheapy play at the small forward position, I'm kind of attacking opportunity for that. So you could use this for a cash game play. And that's going to be Mr. VCU himself, Vince William Jr. for 4-3 going up against Dallas. Dallas should be without um, Lively. So their rebounding is going to be kind of spotty. And Williams, even though he's a little bit on the shorter end, he does have a decent offensive rebound rate throughout the season, and he should get you about 30 minutes. So if you miss in... Possibly seven to eight rebounds with 12 field goal attempts due to Memphis being shorthanded. That could put you on pace to get a player at 4-3 who could get you 30 DK points as upside. So for both cash and GPP, I feel like this is somebody I would plug in if I'm trying to save some salary in the small forward position. Small forward position. Moving on to the power forward position. This is probably the ugliest position on the slate. There's not too many routes I really like going. So for GPPs, I will attack um, 
this Portland, New York game again and plug in Julius Randle at 8-9. Again, I'm only doing this if I feel like this game will stay competitive and stay close. So I will be running this back with Malcolm Brogdon, as I mentioned earlier, as a military play at the guard position. Going with my mid-tier play, if I'm running Randall in a GPP, I'm also going to plug in um, Jeremiah Grant as well as 6-9. Again, his minutes been sporadic. You don't really know what Chauncey Bullets is going to do on any, any given night. And it seems like they're just trying to just pack in for the rest of the season, get as many losses as possible, and try to draft a running mate for um, Scott Henderson. But again, if you're playing in a GPP, it's five-game slate, only so many routes you could get different. And Jeremiah Grant, he's somebody who will take shots. Some other reason, you never know when he's going to take three-pointer attempts, but if he's... Getting 40 minutes won't get you too many rebounds, but he will get you 22 field goal attempts. So again, this is somebody you'll play for the value on something that you think will be close and more competitive than what the spread is representing right now. For my cheapy play, I'm going with a former Nick. Um, somebody who was supposed to be a franchise player for the Nick and ended up just um bouncing around the league after um one of my former Clipper players, Blake Griffin. Um, kind of introduced them to the league. Oh no, that wasn't Blake. It was um New Orleans when Zion did it. Um, that's gonna be Kevin Knox at 4K. Again, Detroit is always shorthanded, and he's been getting minutes lately. Um, for some odd reason, he was able to find a three pointer this season. And if you wanna cheapy you could play against sacramento who would probably have less than five percent ownership on a five-game slate kevin Knotts is worth a try he has an upside of giving you 25 um, dk points possibly 20 actual points moving on to the center position um i'm gonna just go with chalk um sabonis 10k against detroit um the floor on sabonis is probably a double double with the ceiling on him being a triple-double and it's seeding close to 70 fantasy points, um, you really can't get any safer than that on the slate tonight. Um, so he will have ownerships, will not play him in any GPPs, and just, you know, plug in, play, and just automatically drop down 50 points, uh, 50 fantasy points for you. Going on to the mid-tier, I, I don't really have much of a, true mid-tier this is considered more low tier than mid-tier but since um lively is out Memphis is already shorthanded they're really not the greatest rebounding team i will take a flyer on white Powell. it kind of sickens me to say that this is something you can actually do in cash games as well spending four sets on the center position just to get somebody in there who you know will get minutes has the potential to be in foul trouble, but there ain't no minutes. He's just there to catch lobs and grab rebounds. That's all he's going to do. He will not have any crazy upside above 30 DK points ever, even if you give him 52 minutes. So if you need somebody safe as a mid-tier play that you could use for cash or GPP, Dwight Howard will be my play. And going into my GPP play, I'm going to go with a newly acquired player. 
and somebody I would mainly play if you feel like this game is going to stick to the script and actually go out of hand and force Tibbs to actually put him in the game. And that's uh, Precious Achua at 3-5. Again, his rebound rate is great. Um, offensive rebound rate is great and he has the ability to get you a few stocks throughout the game as well and at 3-5 if he becomes a Thibs player he's somebody who can actually give you a sneaky 30-35 um, point upside in this matchup outside of that not too much I will be doing on this slate um, again there's always going to be some news that's going to come out so just remember Lock into the Sport Ethos Fantasy Pass so you can stay up to date on all of that. Also get some um, props that I'm playing throughout the day that I post in there. You can get that in there as well. Um, outside of that, you can follow me on Twitter at OrangeDFS. It's always talking about all levels of basketball. We got a seven-game EuroLeague slate tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, I'm definitely hyped about that. Um, I don't know if anybody was able to catch it, but that Real Madrid FS game that went into four overtimes, man, haven't seen something like that since um, Johnny Flynn went into um, seven overtimes against uh, UConn. But as always, you know, tag me on any type of basketball you want to talk about, if it's this slate or if it's any other leagues. So outside about that, hopefully I gave you information that will help you take down a GPP cash in your cash games until next time let's get this money You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.